Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thank you, God, for today. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for all of our gifts, talents, and blessings, and also for our failures and challenges. Help us to become the Christian men that you call us to, to become. I'm going to ask you to be with us today and bless this conversation uh, in hopes that it can benefit many people. Amen. 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 The Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I will first start with my co-host, Mr. Calvin James. Welcome to the show. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here, Todd. Mark. Calvin's no stranger. It's not easy for Calvin to get here, and he's a blessing to us, and I appreciate you being here. Today, we have a good friend, and I've known Mark a long time, Mr. Mark Weber. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you. Pleasure All right. to be here. Thank you for being here. This is a long time coming. I, I've had you in mind since the beginning of the show because <laughs> uh, he really is a gift to Acadiana and to our Catholic faith. Uh, we say we have uh, outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana, and this guy is in the in the tippy top. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Mark Weber, uh, born and raised in Lafayette. My wife is Joy Weber. I have two children, uh, Casey, who's a dentist in Brobridge, and Catherine, who's a third-year dental school student. Just happy to be here. All right. So, uh, lifelong Lafayette resident? Lifelong. Born and raised in Lafayette. All right. So, Mark, I know that Mark has a deep faith from way back. Um, we've known each other through softball and whatnot, high school, college. And uh, and uh, where where does that faith come from in your family? Oh, my gosh. So, um, my father, for sure. Um, all my life, uh, every morning I woke up to go to school, my dad was already gone because he's going to daily mass at 530 every day. Uh, just that foundation uh, of, of leadership by example, um, really in any time I challenged or, or questioned my faith, um, I would reflect back on, well, if my dad thinks it's important to get up the first thing in the morning and make sure he goes to daily mass before going to work, that there must be something to this. So uh, that was kind of the, the, the foundation um, of, ma of uh, my faith, and it's just continued to grow over the years. Something I'll never forget, the week after Curcia for me, that was 17 years ago, right after Pentecost weekend, and I, I was inspired to do some daily Mass, and I remember the first daily Mass I went to, and your dad was there, hmm. and uh, it's just something I'll never forget, but you'd, I'm a Holy Cross parishioner, and he's just the backbone of that church, and so Calvin, jump in here. Well, yeah, he started out with his father, uh, O'Neal. Um, I knew he was a quarterback, an athlete. And he's married to Aston Mouton's sister. Daughter. Well, daughter. Sister and daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister and daughter. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. My grandfather and my uncle are both Aston Calvin, Mouton. man, you know a lot. Yeah, I, I checked you out a little bit, Mark. Uh, you know, I'm so pleased to be here. Mark, I'm just telling this to the people. Me and Mark came into uh, fellowship whenever my son started going to STM, and he poured a lot of knowledge into my son, I'm sure, both uh, Christian and uh, athletically, you know, with this great catch uh, deal with the hands and all that. So um, Mark was uh, helping my me and my family out a, a few times, and I, I just appreciate having him. And when I seen him at the Axe, that he was involved with Axe Retreat mm -hmm. when I went to Axe, 
I was uh, Im immeasurably elated. So it, it's just good for me to be here. I had to pull out a lot of stops to be here, and I'm just happy because I want to know a little bit more about it. Amen, amen. Thank you for pulling out all those stops, by the way, Tom. <laughs> yes, I love yes. you for that. No stop you signs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Mark, um, I always like to ask, you know, where are you in your prayer life? I mean, for me, like, you know, I'm all over the place. And uh, for me, you know, a lot of my day begins with a rosary. But give me a little sneak peek behind your prayer life and, and kind of where you are, right? What's it's God a, telling you today? Amen. Well, it's it's been an evolution um, to, to say. Um, so my daily routine is I, I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do is uh, I have a Laudate app. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I open it up, and I read the gospel. It's the first thing I do every morning. And then in the app, there's a actual video uh, homily or reflection on the on the readings so I listen to that <clears throat> and uh, then I'll uh, after I take my shower I'll go sit down with Jesus calling and and read the Jesus calling devotion for the day and then head to daily mass I usually go to Sacred Heart of Bruce Art at 830 or at Holy Cross uh, at nine o'clock and uh, I have a Bible study on Monday mornings that I attend. I have an accountability group on Wednesdays that I attend with Mark Gallagher and John Listy. We meet every Wednesday. Some we've good been doing guys, that. Right. That's some good Cajun Catholics. Yeah. yeah, we've been doing that for about three years now. Accountability, transparency, vulnerability. And then um, on Friday mornings, I attend That Man Is You at Holy Cross. And then when I can make it, um, there's a Bible study at St. John's Cathedral when I made an Acts retreat over there. And so I just I listen to Caleb on the radio all day and, and try to just stay in constant communication with Jesus. It's just been it's been building. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've always been um, I'd, I'd go to daily mass maybe one to three times a week. <clears throat> and in the last year, my dad's fallen ill. He has some issues with his foot, and he's been homebound now for six months. Mm -hmm. uh, so that routine has changed to daily mass every day. And then I take the Eucharist, go to his house, we read the gospel, we break open the word awesome. and have a little share time. And so uh, that's been, again, an evolution of, of my, my prayer life, and it's, it's the it's what sustains me throughout every day. Calvin, this guy's busy. I mean, he's putting, yeah. you know, doing the uh, exercises, but... Uh Ahead, I, I wanted to ask him where y'all this accountability. Where y'all meet at? We have lunch and we meet. Oh, okay. We have lunch, yeah. Like and, and we'll find like a table that. in the back where we have some privacy. And um, we've uh, we've made some tremendous strides in uh, our faith, our relationship with our wives, and we challenge each other to to just be a better man every day. I'd like jumped on that when you said that. I'm gonna have to look deeper into that. <laughs> uh, John so, recently lost his dad. Yes, yeah. and uh, I haven't had a chance to touch bases with him on that, and that would be a great time to meet with him. Yeah, I tell you, those guys are just uh, awesome for our community and such leaders, and I know he's doing some things with Lance Strother. We're going to talk about that. But, uh, you know, for me, like my foundation was Curcio, and it's action and study and piety. And yes, I hear yeah. Mark telling me piety 100%, study 100%. And I think his action is, and what we're going to talk about a little is, is what he's doing for his occupation. Uh, it's professional um, group, uh, lead, lead professionals group. group. Mm -hmm. And tell us about that and how it got started. So uh, Lance Brother called me about three years ago, and he told me that um, me, him, and Paul George were going to start a company. And, uh, and it's just been, it's been God anointing since. And so what we do is we do leadership training uh, with a, a kind of a caveat our focus is is spiritually based so we do leadership where we have a spiritually based intent and so we do corporate retreats we do um uh we do coaching 
uh, from, a, from a leadership and spiritual standpoint, and we also do uh, strategic planning summits for corporations. And so um, Lance and Paul are two dynamic, phenomenal speakers. And when you put those two guys together in a room, uh, they make a phenomenal team. And so uh, I'm part of the company. We, we, uh, I'm kind of more on the coaching and the one-on-one side, but uh, these guys are just a, a phenomenal group of men to work with and bring Jesus to us every day. Oh, yeah, for sure. So how do you bring in the faith-based part of it? That for me, like I love that because being a businessman here in Lafayette, uh, I think, you know, we bring our faith to work and to home and and sometimes it's difficult to do it at work, but um, how do you mesh those two as far as when you coach others? You know, it's kind of simple. It's it's what's, what's your prayer life? Just like the first question you asked me, yeah. what are you doing uh, for your prayer life? You know, we look at a uh, at your calendar on, on the day and you got all your appointments laid out there, but do you have open the Bible the first thing in the morning? Is it, is it scheduled time in your phone or on your calendar? Um, you know, I've got a, a couple of different situations where, you know, people will come to me and they're in a, they're in a struggling situation. And I'm like, you know, when's the last time you went to confession? Mm-hmm. Man, it's, it's probably been since my high school confirmation retreat, you know. Yeah. And it's just challenging people to dig into what the most important thing in life is, and it's God. And it's focusing on everything's built around that. And I think in society today, we have the world and we kind of filter God in around that instead of focusing directly on God and building everything around that. Well, I, t- I was having that same conversation with Taylor Davis over boiled crawfish, but, which, by the way, were outstanding last night. Crawfish are good right now. Mm-hmm. That's a good Cajun Catholic uh, uh, plug for crawfish. Uh, what do you think, Al? Yeah, uh, you know, Todd, when you asked that question, you know, we always channeling and so close. And I was going to ask that similar question. And you got a lot of it out of the way, but I want to ask you mm-hmm. for the audience purposes. I hear that a lot when I share Christ with people. Oh, man, I'm in sales. Uh, uh, I'm on the road a lot doing this and that. It's very uh, difficult. They always they think that being a salesman uh, gives them an option about when and how to serve God. What do you have to say to those people who's using their occupation in business mm-hmm. as an excuse to shirk their responsibilities towards Christ. Well, I mean, I think it's it's simple. Um, what did um, uh, was it Saint Francis of Assisi said? Preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. Yeah. So it's your actions, right? It's it's um, it, it's doing the right thing in the right moment. And you know, one of the things I've I've really changed is is when I run into somebody, and what I encourage people to do is when somebody tells you about something that they're struggling with, and they ask you to pray for them about that. What we typically do is say, okay, man, I'm going to pray for you. Well, no, right there, drop it and say, hey, let's pray. Put your arm on them and then say a prayer and ask God to intervene right there at that moment. And uh, you'll be amazed how um, when you're sincere and you're genuine and you're, you're thoughtful, people really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to <clears throat> share some thoughts about that. Um, like I had this big epiphany at a, at a conference that I was at. And, and it just start, got got me to start writing about how I, I'm in the sales business and and you know sales get a negative connotation often because man yeah. somebody's trying to sell me something that I don't want to buy. Yeah. But then I started applying that to my faith life and I'm like okay as as preachers of the gospel as proclaimers of Christ we we're all selling 
we're selling Jesus mm -hmm. right to others. And that requires a little bit of skill. And, and I think if you're going to be a good salesman, you have to believe in your product. And then you have to go out there and close your customer. You have to be able to convince them that that's the right thing. And when it's the right thing, it's the right thing. It's yeah. the right thing. That's right. right. You know, and, and when it comes to our prayer life, that's what I think of, you know. And I, I love Lance gave just an awesome talk at our Rotary Club at, with your business about how we're all coaches and mm. how, you know, uh, and, and another thing he spoke of that triggered me, uh, Mark, was about the youth and how it doesn't take much encouragement to get the youth uh, involved and to bring them into your business, invite them to lunch, and, 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 and maybe you have an employee for life. And I, I love that. Mm. I love that. Uh, Calvin talks often about um, businesses being anointed. Have you ever heard that term or, or – uh, Calvin, I'm going to let you, he's looking at me a little puzzled. <laughs> Tell him about that, because that, that intrigued me. Yeah, uh, anointing your business uh, is like the same as giving it to God. Mm -hmm. Like, And you treat your business and your uh, practices like you uh, serve, serving God. Mm -hmm. um, I want to share this about Hub City Ford that I found out and that I didn't know. This and is an unpaid advertisement. Todd, Todd, <laughs> Todd had shared with me because I asked him a question one time and about his his company, and he said that uh, way before they poured the slab, they buried some iron crosses on the boundaries of the property, mm -hmm. and uh, it helped me understand a lot of what was going on at Help City Ford, and and um, and it's it's a blessed the company is blessed, but when you take an uh, an opportunity to do that. That's old school. That's Old Testament. All of the prophets practiced that. They always made a, an altar to God, and God anointed them. Mm -hmm. But, of course, you know, their life also depicted that anointing. So right. um, that's a, 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 a good practice, and I think that practice should not only be done in uh, business, but it should be done with your children. It should be done, like, with your marriage, with your own home. And so forth and so. Mm -hmm. Have you? Yeah, I'm yeah. So sure we're asking. Up, just yeah. to follow up on that, I mean, that is what created Lead Professionals Group. Uh, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Uh, Lance is a full-time teacher and coach. Paul's a full-time uh, has a missionary missionary company. And um, when Lance brought this to the table, my first question was like, I don't need another company. I don't. I don't need another business to to run. And it's not about that. It's about this is this is something that God's anointed. He put together this group of three men because we all have the same heart. It's a it's a it's a company focused on um, preaching the gospel. And and sometimes it's direct and verbally and leading. Sometimes it's it's saying maybe we just need to take this moment right here, discern the situation, and ask God for his, his intervention versus making that decision with our brain that we we do all the time. And that's been one of the things I've been trying to practice in my business life and in my prayer life is if there's any type of situation or any question, before I respond, I'm going to take it to prayer and meditation. And if I don't get a clear answer, I'll say, look, let me pray on that. And let me get back with you. Um, because in business, I've made too many, too many decisions too quick without discerning anything. And so um, that's part of what I'm trying to grow in. And that's part of what we're sharing with Lead Professionals Group. Three yeah. things that God usually responds to. You know, our prayers and our connection with him is yes, no, and wait. And uh, that's where the patients come in. Yep. yep. Um, you know, uh, so many things come to mind. And for me, like, I, 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 and our listeners, you know, we pray. I pray often. I hear you 
doing the things you're doing every day. That's a that's a prayer for sure going going up. My question to you back is, and you're doing a lot of talking to God. What is God telling you? Yeah. What is He telling you today? Hmm. Today in this moment, um, or, or or recently, or yeah. in your prayer life today, like uh, Since you, you know, got I'll, say, I'll just share for me what you think about that because uh, when I exercise at Reds, I'm out on that track. That's what that's my time. I, I, however long I'm going to run, half of it is me praying the rosary or talking to God, and then I, I say, okay, God, speak. Your servant's listening. And whatever he's going to put mm. in my mind, it's is what it is. Yep. And and what he's telling me today for me is just keep keep doing what you're doing. You're doing okay. Stay away from sin. I hear that loudly, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's a tough one for me. But uh, but but um, you know, he's saying to me clearly, st- stay clear of sin, and you can minister to my people. Yeah. So that's my message. Yeah. So one of the messages I got this week <clears throat> was, um, you know, God asking me, you know, what type of friend am I to you? Um, and so am I a friend that just kind of shows up on Sunday and says, Hey man, how you doing? Uh, good to see you. And then forget about it for the rest of the week. Uh, is it a good friend that maybe you, you hang out with every now and then, or is God your best friend? Is he my best friend? Am I talking to him all day, every day, trying to stay in connection with, with God and being that as a focus. And so, um, God wants to be our best friend. He wants us to lean on him all day to communicate with him all day. And um, it, it, it's a challenge because the world gets in the way sometimes, but I always have the, the, the reminder when I be still and know that I'm God, when, when I wait, when I be still, yeah. then, then God can come in and talk to me. So um, I heard this analogy the other day. I think it was in a Matthew Kelly book. No, it was in a book I read called uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Um, <laughs> very good book, but it talks about if our cup is full then there's no place for God in there. We have to pour out and give and serve and allow God oh, to I fill like us that. back up. I because like if, we're, if we feel like we're content and we're where we need to be, we're, we're going backwards. So we have to continue to give the graces, the blessings that God gives us, share those with other people in the best way we know how, and then ask God to fill us back up. He's, he, Calvin and I are just sitting here smiling <laughs> yeah. because this is like some good stuff right <laughs> yeah. here. I mean, I, that's awesome. I exactly. need, I'll tell you, I needed to hear what, you, what you're preaching today 100% because you're speaking to my soul. Amen. You know, no yeah. doubt, huh, Calvin? Yeah, and y'all were talking about how God was speaking to you guys. Uh, same with me. I spend a lot of time by myself, so he, he's he's uh, dealing with me. He always tells me, make sure you control your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite scriptures lately was in Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten, four. It says that uh, our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty for the breaking down of strongholds. So the battlefield is the mind, and that's where the stronghold can begin. So he says, so you take every thought and imagination and line it up with the will of God. If they don't line up, don't go forward with that thought. Don't let it materialize. Don't even act on it. So that's uh, what God is speaking to me today. And the second thing about your cup, That's that analogy. That's why I blew up. Because uh, in in Luke, you you know how I characterize every the conversations of people. I see how scripture fits mm-hmm. into that conversation. And Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you, men. Mm-hmm. Press down, shaking together, and running over mm-hmm. will God give unto men's Muslims. So if it's running over, what are we supposed to do? Dump it out. There it is. Give. <laughs> give. And that's <laughs> a perfect analogy of that yeah. uh, 
promise of Scripture. Yeah, yeah. This episode would not be complete if we didn't talk sports because Mark, I know, loves sports. <laughs> yes, and I love indeed. sports, and Calvin was a, a, an all-American sports player. So, <laughs> you know, how? Uh, what is your favorite sport, and who are your mentors in sports? I'd have to. I'm guessing say football. Wow. So, um, so football is really, really. Um, so as a child and still to today, I have dyslexia, which is a learning disability. And so um, what motivated me to do well in school was that I had to get grades so I could participate in sports. Um, and uh, baseball and football were always my, my, my favorite sports, but football became my passion. Mm-hmm. And the mentor, um, probably uh, the most significant uh coach I ever had was a um, gentleman by the name of James Simmons, who was my receiver coach at Acadiana High School. Um, he is uh, now works with the LHSAA, mm-hmm. but uh, the man never said coach the Simmons. word, phenomenal man, never said the word God, Jesus, pray, but by the way he led his life, Absolutely. was a man of God who just led by example. And at Acadiana, the what I've realized now back then, the coaching philosophy was Coach Bill Dotson, who was known as a hard-nosed guy. He would he build you down, and then your position coach would build you up, right? Good cop, yeah. bad cop. And so, you know, when I was down, Coach Simmons would put his arm around me and, and, and lift me up and, and give me the hope. Now, you're talking about a kid who, as a freshman, did not play at all. Um, as a sophomore, I uh, played some JV, and then as a, as a junior, I was able to start varsity and almost quit my freshman year. Ended up getting a college scholarship, so thank God Coach, Coach Simmons poured into me for those years. But, um, you know, Lance was giving a talk the other day, and he talked about who are the three people who have impacted you most in your life, and more likely than not, it's a teacher or a coach yeah, that's in that that's, three. That's yeah. right. Just Mike Simmons. That is that, James Simmons. No, is that any relation to Mike, uh, Mike Simmons? That was my head coach at Como. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, yeah. Coach Simmons uh, did a lot of. If he's the same guy, I'm pretty sure it did a lot with um, with uh, the relays. It, yes. The track. Yeah, track. That's the guy, right? Yeah. He was yeah. a track head track coach and my receiver coach in high he, school. He would always come to Hub City and ask me for a donation for their deal, and I was too scared <laughs> to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might have was related to Mike Simmons. Yeah. Awesome human being. Uh, all right, this is a beautiful testimony. So you know, um, I like to talk a lot, of, a lot about. So you, you're an academic Catholic. I hear that because you do a lot of the things. You, you're digging in deep in your faith, and I feel like you know a lot about the X's and O's of your faith. Uh, Calvin and I, I'd say we speaking for us, or kind of Holy Spirit kind of guys, mm-hmm. kind of led by the Spirit. Are you, is there that side of you that's really a Holy Spirit driven kind of guy? And have you had some, how do you know God exists? Has there been some supernatural experiences yes. in your life? You know, um, I used to say um, that um, I believe in, in my faith and my God, blind faith. And I was explaining to somebody exactly, and they were like, no, 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 no. What you're explaining to me is an experiential faith. And so the Holy Spirit is very powerful in my life. And I've had some, uh, just some profound moments could be little bitty nuggets, could be huge things. Um, but I think that um, experiential, like, you know, I always think about um, when Jesus died and uh, the apostles were just sitting around and they were like, hey, we're going fishing because he's gone, yeah. you know? And he comes back three days later and they're like, whoa, 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 wait, we didn't understand this. And then all of a sudden he comes back for Pentecost and brings the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, thank 
God, he came and gave the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit directs me on a daily basis. And, um, you know, it's kind of in, in my marriage. I pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to guide me in every decision I make in business and in my life. But more times than not, in the word you said, wait earlier, Calvin, wait is the answer. Like, take it to prayer, wait and let the Holy Spirit move you. And so, um, you know, I'll just share one small example when, whenever... It, you know, every time I make a decision, I really try to give it to God. Well, one of the biggest decisions I had to make in my life was, was I going to propose to this woman named Joy Boudreaux? And uh, I prayed and I was, I was nervous. And I said, God, just show me a sign. Show me a pink rose. If you show me a pink rose, I think this is going to be the right thing. The next day I go to her house, there's a picture of a pink rose oh on the wall. Oh, my. Stuff like that. that. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, this is it. And it's affirmation. And then there was another time I, I really... Um, I get nervous. I get anxious. I have anxiety when I when I speak in front of people, especially um, when it's something that is maybe pulling me out of my comfort zone. But I know that God's doing it. So sometimes I need a little affirmation. So I was asked to to give this this big presentation, and I was real nervous about it. And I was like, "Okay, God, I'm going back to the rose thing. Like I need to see a yellow rose." And so uh, yellow this time. A yellow rose, yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay, Man. I don't know why." Well, two days later, I watched Joe Burrow run out on the football Ooh. field and give his mama a yellow rose. Oh, my. And uh, out for senior day or whatever it was, yeah. you know, and I was like, okay. And so so God has, has answered my prayers in, in some powerful ways. And uh, I have no doubt uh, in, in my faith that God exists. He's strong and the Holy Spirit is powerful. Amen. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so we have numbers. We have Holy Spirit numbers in this booth. Calvin's is 12, mine's 16. Do you have a favorite number? A number? No. I mean, my football number, eight, it's always been my there number. There we go. Eight. Oh, eight. Yelling, yelling that's what eight means. number of new beginnings. <laughs> yep. Yeah, new, uh, new beginnings. And I'm sure you've experienced a lot of those in your lifetime. Oh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so <laughs> new beginnings happen. I was just telling Lance the other day, you know, I'm, I'm about every three years, I'm due for a new type of venture. or, or uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so be aware, uh, I'm, Calvin and I are going to give you a heads up that that number eight, that's going to be your next yellow rose, pink rose will be the number eight. Because, uh, oh. you know, for me, it, the Holy Spirit winks at me on a daily basis when with the number 16 and with 12, you know. Yeah, you and have so to be spiritually conscious. Um, the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jordan wore number 12 in high school. Yeah, he sure did. And well, that's his, a coincidence. Yeah, and that, that <laughs> and, and, and his number, his, him when he got that number, I was... I was freaked out because normally, uh, uh, you know, he was like 81 So I, first. So I said he's going to be probably in the 80s, you know, and all that. And uh, I was hoping that he'd get 88. I had. When he got 12, it just blew my mind. I mean, really. I, I was silent there That's for a, a while. Moment. That's yeah, a moment. Yeah. Look in the Catholic it. Dictionary, uh, freaked out is uh, equals epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was in my comfort zone here. Yeah, just a couple of minutes left on the show. Um, you know, um, Mark, I, you're a young man uh, for sure. I think we're pretty close in age, so we're going to say we're young guys. Uh, but what do you feel is your, has been your greatest accomplishment so far, yes. and, and, and what is it that you maybe look to uh, accomplish? If you can you move forward. figure that out. Whether it's your faith life or, or, or whatever. Um, I wouldn't call this an accomplishment, but I think the – one of the biggest epiphanies, to use your word, um, that I've had is, is on my axe retreat in 2013, I finally was able to wrap around, wrap my head around and understand what forgiveness is. And um, what forgiveness is, is um, 
when you forgive somebody, the person you're setting free is this guy. Yes, you're setting yes, yourself yes, free. Self, yes. And I never understood that. And um, you know, um, somebody gave a talk, and they said, you know, when you're when you're not forgiving somebody, it's like taking a poison pill and expecting it to hurt the other person. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I realized is a lot of people, oh, not a lot, a few people that I needed to forgive didn't even know there was an issue. It was just baggage I was carrying around. Right. And so I look at forgiveness now as almost a selfish thing. You know, if I can get past my pride and say, okay, if I forgive this person, uh, I'm setting myself free. And when I do that, that's when God can come back in because I've emptied that cup of that issue and now God can fill me back up. Yeah. We should have brought a notebook today, you and me, Calvin. Yeah. Well, you know, the Holy he's, Spirit he's is a remembrance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this dude's on fire. <laughs> we a, have to get him back real soon. So, uh, unfortunately, we run out of time. But thank you, Mark, so much for being on the show. You're a blessing to all of us here in the booth and certainly all of Acadiana. And keep, keep, and God's telling me, just keep doing what you're doing. Amen. You know, and you know, please know you'll be in our prayers. Thank you, Calvin, for co-hosting today. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. We feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana, and we always invite you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Thank you, Mark. Until next time, God bless. Thank you. All right.